waited all week. You've kept your mouth shut. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You said only what you're supposed to say. You've hidden your feelings and kept them inside, and so have we. But now it's your time to stand up and shout. <laughs> say what you feel. Lay it all on the line. Who cares what anyone else thinks? It's time to read, to respond, to entice, to enrage, and get it all off your chest. It's time for mouthing off. It is time for Mouthing Off All Over the World with Fast Eddie Mansfield. Eddie, we've been preaching about this, and we've got a new play-by-play person at Fox. Baseball. Oh, absolutely. And and you got to be happy. I mean, you know, I think his name is Davis, isn't it? And um, he's really, really good. Yeah, you I know, mean, he's you, not. You can't. You cannot sit in the same chair and follow the great Ben Scully unless you're pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, that's the, it's a beautiful thing for me because you know I don't like pulling off the wood pile. I want a new guy in there, and they found some new blood, and hopefully it works out. I mean, this is how legends are made. They have to get their first break, so we'll see if Davis is the guy. But uh, we also had uh, the return of a legend that already has gotten his opportunity to the Lynx. Oh, without a doubt, the Tiger Man. And, you know, before we get to the Tiger, you, you, you know what was really odd is that, that Fox turned down uh, Al Michaels. Yeah, you know, Al, uh, Michaels, Al Michaels has always been a guy that uh, wants a lot and wants exactly what he wants. So maybe that had something to do with it in the negotiations. They were just like, all right, man, we're moving on. And and they did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, something sometimes you know, he's made plenty of money. And and so, you know, if you want to be picky like that, be picky. Well, you're on your last hurrah. Yep. And so you best better enjoy your last ride and don't don't make it tough. And and you know, when you talk about Tiger, Tiger to me put the oomph back in the goth. Goth was sucking. I mean, big time. We're going to get and, into that. We're going to get into that a little later in the show. Also, we're going to get into Baker Mayfield and where he's going to end up this coming yeah. season. That's going to be interesting. It is. I'm, I I don't know where he's going to be, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We got to run here on mouthing off all around the world. We're back with Mouthing Off all over the world with Fast Eddie Mansfield. The continental lover, never forget it. Never have. 230 pounds of a twisting steel and sex appeal. And you know something, Jeff? You got your wish, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. Joe Davis is the new play baseball for Fox. Place, you know, like we, we talked about in, in, in the opening of the show. He 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 replaced. He didn't replace. He he sat in the great chair of Ben Scully when he retired with the Dodgers, and then he grew up listening to Joe Buck. Jeff, you wanted a new announcer. You got one. 
Yeah, you're right, Eddie. You cannot replace Vince Scully, but you can definitely take that chair over when Vince Scully decides it's time to hang it up, and that's what Joe Davis did. And now he is the new Fox baseball announcer, and Fox by far my favorite place to watch baseball over at ESPN. Not exactly my style. Don't love what they've got going over there, so I'm glad that they've got a guy that I can be excited about on Fox, and uh, I will, and... Al Michaels, uh, he passed up a couple of deals hoping to get this Fox job, did he not? Yes, he did. But the problem is, sometimes you've got to be careful what you pass up because that that Fox deal is not always going to be there because I think that they they saw what you were saying, that, okay, I need to kind of – I got a real good kid that can sit – and and call Dodger baseball and and make it sound real good, kind of like Vin Scully. I don't want to compare him to Vin Scully because he's a great one. But but the bottom line is he's going to be great. This Joe Davis kid is going to be really, really good, and he's good on air. And I think that, that some of the, the Fox execs looked at him and said, you know, maybe that's our guy. Maybe they were listening to mouthing off and they were like, you know what? That makes sense with that kid saying, (laughs) you know, the reality of it is Eddie, do you want, do you want maybe 10 more years out of, out of Al Michaels? And does he go down the road of kind of losing his stuff towards the end of a 10 year contract? Or do you want a guy that might be around for 20 years? That could be your next Al Michaels. I do the quotations with my fingers. I think it's a great decision to go out and get the new guy and hope that he can become your guy for 20 years as opposed to, you know, pulling a guy off the shelf and saying, oh, we might get another five years out of this guy. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what. Uh, ESPN just picked up their baseball. I can guarantee you that with, with Joe Buck. And uh, they really – their baseball commentators sucked. And they were horrible. And now with Joe Buck, he's going to do – the big game, as you know, uh, of the week probably. And and it's going to be different with ESPN, with Joe Buck there, and Troy Aikman with football. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is this. You, you know that Joe Buck can call baseball. I mean, he grew up calling baseball. And so that's going to be interesting. You know, you're going to put the kid, Joe Davis, in Joe Buck's spot. And Joe Buck, it, let's see what he does with ESPN. Yeah. I, I think he's going to do really good because if, if you notice – that ESPN is is really picked up their baseball coverage. Yes. And 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 that's probably the reason why. Well, I'll tell you this, there were the ESPN negotiated a new contract with baseball. They got a lot more baseball, but I, the my problem, I'm going to shield this from the culture that we live in today. Joe Buck will definitely not be a problem calling Sunday night baseball on ESPN. But it depends on who's in that booth with him, whether or not it's going to be an attractive call of a game to a lot of people out there or whether they're going to want to, you know, watch their local broadcast of a game or, or watch something else. It really matters. The audio is secondary to the video in football. The audio is secondary to the video in a lot of sports. Baseball's not one of them. It's a slow-moving sport. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of color commentary that's necessary in a baseball game. So whoever ends up in that booth with Joe Buck can make or break those broadcasts. Always remember, 
who was in there with him before. He was a Cy Young Award winner. He won over 20 games many, many years for the Atlanta Braves. What was his name? His his name was Tom Glavin. No, it wasn't. His name was Maddox. Nope. <laughs> I named he's all the, the other one, ones. He's the one that doesn't have the hair. <laughs> John Schmoltz. Right. I know. I and, named, and, I named and, every and, other every other Cy Young Award winning <laughs> Atlanta Braves. So so uh, I I think that they're going to team up him and uh, Schmoltzy, and and they they. You got a home run right there. Hey, oh. hey! I'll tell you what. If it's the two of them in there, that's definitely a home run hitting booth, and that'll be a lot of fun oh, to listen man. to. And and you know because both of them know baseball, and and Smoltzy knows you know the ins and outs of pitching and 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 how to how to you know pitch to hitters and and Buck knows how to call them, and he really you know Joe Buck. You got to give him credit. He knows baseball. He really does. He and he knows baseball, but he also knows his role. He is the play-by-play guy. He's the broadcaster it. first. And the the beauty of the John Smoltz uh, pairing is that Smoltz knows his role. He's the guy that knows the sport better, but he's also a good broadcaster, which it gets lost these days. You know, they throw a lot of people in there. They right. really know the game, but they're not really great bod- broadcasters. I don't want to, I don't want to throw uh, too much shade, but I can bring up a perfect example of this. Booger McFarland, Booger McFarland knows football, but he wasn't a great broadcaster and th- it showed. And that unfortunately led to him no longer being a part of that broadcast. But the reality of it is, it is broadcasting, and it's great that the color commentary guy knows the game, but at the end of the day, they need to be a broadcaster. John Schmoltz is a great one. We'll see whether oh. or not that's who they pair him, pair him up with. And those two, those two guys were great together. And, oh, my goodness gracious, I used to love listening to them because I love baseball, and they talked baseball. They knew baseball. They knew what was going on at all times. And it's like you said, Joe Buck, no – he knew his place, and 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 he turned it over, uh, and and let the X and O's. It's kind of like Pat Summerall did did with with John Madden. He turned it over and let him do the X's and O's, and and football, and and now Joe Buck lets him, uh, uh, Smoltzy, do do the X's and O's in in baseball, and it makes it so much entertaining because they speak from knowledge. Not not from sitting on their ass in a booth somewhere calling games. They were on the field that actually they smelled it, they touched it, and they were part of it. And that is a whole different perspective when you when you when you're a commentator. And you know, it's like well me when I talk wrestling, I know wrestling better pretty much as anybody, believe me. And and I talk it very rarely uh, because I think it sucks. And and I'm not happy with it. And, and you know, there's there's certain things that, that I, I enjoy. And producing television is one of them, Jeff. And, and doing radio is one of them. But, you know, if I need to call, if I need to, uh, to deal with wrestling, I'll deal with wrestling. But it's it, when you look at Smoltzy and and all these great guys that that stuck together for years, they really meant something. 
and they meant something to the fans. See, that's what's missing in the NFL. They have lost touch with their fans. I agree. Their whole fan base. They 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 have really crapped on the fans, not only with the ticket prices. You know, you know how much it costs to to park in in, in uh Jerry's world? No, you tell me. Forty dollars. That's insane. I mean, that's just getting you that's just parking. And then you gotta walk ninety two miles. <laughs> So uh, moving on to the next topic we got here, Scotty Scheffler, I, because everybody needs to know this because I don't think anybody watched to find out who was going to win unless it was one guy. But Scotty yeah. Scheffler won the 86 Masters. Yeah, and he did a great job. And he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an old Texas boy, you know. He's, a, he's from Highland, Highland Park. He, he, he was born in New Jersey, but he grew up in Highland Park. Your next been in those woods. Well, Highland Park, you know who who's from Highland Park, don't you? And they and those idiots took him out pitching a no hitter, and you know who I'm talking about. I do, and it it was very disappointing. But uh, there's a lot of mileage on Clayton Kershaw's arm, and uh, they so made what? Get they some made more mileage out of him with a no hitter. That's what I I kind of agree with you, but <laughs> like, they, they definitely ran out the PR. Him. They ran out the PR machine. They want to win the World Series, not that game. So they ran the PR machine out on Clayton Kershaw. And uh, I guess we'll just have to accept that it was the right call to pull him when he was throwing a perfect game. I'd have hated to be in that locker room when he went in there. He probably wasn't very happy about it. But sticking to golf. All busted up. Tiger Woods is really busted up. You're talking about a segment that that fits the guy. He is really busted up. And it, it, and and Jeff, you and and all the mouth and off nation, you've got to give the hats off to him for walking. I mean, because he was hurting. He was a hurting dog, boy. And by the time he got to the 18th, he was hurting. He was hurting the whole time. But you know something? It's like he said. It doesn't keep him from playing it just keeps him from walking yeah and, and you know because he's, he's got all that that titanium in his in his you know his leg he's he's not ready for prime time yet but it was nice to see him back out there again we'll be back after this on mouthing off all over the world you can only wish and hope and pray you've had a half a career like him i mean this guy is unbelievable you know uh i was just thinking about jeff that that is the electricity that was at the '86 Masters has not been felt since Tiger has been there. I mean, when he walked on that that course, I mean, people lit it up. I mean, it was just like it's, it's hard to explain the electricity that was in Augusta, and they needed it because Goff Goff was really sucking. They had no stars. They only had, you know, so-so kind of guys. Nothing really that that stood out. You know, I, I'll never forget when when I was over at Bay Hill when I saw Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods walk out together, and you heard the buzz. There's ne- you, you know, there's just something about that that they bring to the party, and nobody has 
put a buzz out sensing Arnold Palmer. You remember when he used to go play the Masters, uh, Arnold, and he he have had he have his army with him. That was a buzz behind that army. There was always a buzz, and Tiger has that buzz. Yeah, they're both once-in-a-generation talents. I mean, during Arnold Palmer's uh, long run, you know, you had a Jack Nicholas that was there, and he was also a character. There were other characters, but Tiger Woods, I mean, he was a media sensation waiting to happen. They couldn't have had it any better with him being built up since he was a child. I mean, they basically broke him out when he was uh, four or five years old, brought him onto the scene, and they couldn't have asked for anything more for that guy to go on and, and have the success in his career that he had. He's had some ups and downs when it comes to his life off of the course and was in a horrific car accident that, you know, he right. it's it's yet to be said whether or not he'll ever be able to come back 100% from that. It's very unlikely 100% is a lot to ask for after those kinds of injuries, but he already came back way more way quicker than anybody thought he was going to. He showed us that he could play a couple rounds of legitimate golf and you know him out there walking the course. I don't know why he made the decision. I mean, they let Justin Rose go out there in a cart, uh, maybe Tiger Woods takes a card out there for those first couple rounds and then walks on, on Saturday and Sunday, the big the days hey, that the eyes are always been. remember, Tiger Woods is old school. Tiger is old school. He, he, he wants to do what Arnold did. He wants to walk the course because in his heart and soul, it's not really winning if I'm, I'm in a cart. You know, it's like practice. Yeah. You know, he, he's there to win. He manned it up. Let me tell you something. You're talking about a guy. He man. He, he was a grown ass man, and he 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 walked every one of those. And I'm so proud of him. Not only do I know him, but I, I'm just proud of him because he's a winner. He's always been a winner, but now, without a shadow of a doubt, he proved to billions of people watching around the world that he is really a winner. He, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, he's he's obviously a legend in, in our time. He's he's the face of golf, even through the to the turbulent times. He's remained the face of golf, and really, you you can look at the television ratings. People watch golf because of Tiger Woods, and they don't watch it as much when he's not there. So golf oh, needs no. him. He needs golf. And uh, hopefully those two things can remain uh, intact. Yeah, and, you know, something, you know, he had his ups and downs. You know, we all have our ups and downs. If you're under a spotlight like Tiger uh, uh, Woods he, was, you know, too. As, as athletes, they always remember this. I'm an ex-athlete. I'm an ex-two-sport athlete. And let me tell you something. I've done many, many things that I'm not, I'm not happy with. And, I, you know, that I wouldn't want to the whole public would know, you know, about, you know, the things I've done with girls and, and had a good time and, you know, partied hardy. You know, that's what athletes do. The spotlight was shown so brightly on him, too, that he didn't have a chance to get away you with know, when we get through anything. playing, we go party. Well, if he stayed away from Perkins, he'd have been all right. It but, turns uh, out. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's just close to the house. Yeah. That's a problem, you know. And so, but... um he's such a good, good human being. He really is. And he's a great father to Charlie. 
Yeah. And um, you, you just got to give him credit. All right. He, um, he gets the, he gets the credit for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they, he left Orlando because they gave him so much press, kind of bad press, kind of like they did Shaq. They, you know, two biggest stars in the world, they ran out of Orlando. That's how come nobody wants to play in Orlando. That's why they call them the tragic, because they are tragic. It's a tragic. They even have a team in Orlando. They need to get rid of them. Well, I and, disagree. And, I disagree with you there, and I will continue to disagree with you there. Well, you can because they got no ball players. Well, the reality yeah. of it is, should they get rid of the Orlando no, Magic, or I mean, should please. should they get rid of the stupid newspaper that, for some reason, still prints at a local newspaper that has a has the garbage writers that write about these guys? Should they get rid of the team, or should they get rid of what's ruining these teams? These writers that are octogenarians at this point that still cover this team, and they cover it badly, and there's all kinds of drama. I mean, Jonathan Isaac is a new uh, star that was uh, that was coming out there, and and he got all kinds of drama. I mean, there's there's so many things that are wrong with. Uh, with Orlando media, that the reality of it is, is it the is the team the problem or is it the media that's the problem? And I'm going to go with I the media. I can tell you what it is. I, you know, as a, a, a former pitcher, I'm going to go 0 for 2. I, I I think they need to get rid of both of them. Well, I don't. I don't. I think this town deserves that team, and I think they should keep the team. No, it, they don't. They, they Orlando doesn't deserve crap. You know something? They had a great team in the 90s, in the late 90s, in, in the early 2000s. And you know what they did? They just got rid of the great, the, the good coaches. They got rid of everybody who was anybody. And and it's just nobody wants to play here. Yeah, they, well. They just don't. They just do not want to play. Ever since they screwed Shaq the way they did, that nobody really wants to play here anymore. Oh, really wow, wow, Shaq got screwed and got to go play for the Lakers and win championships with Kobe, and he couldn't even get along with Kobe in L.A. So let's not let's not give Shaq too much. Matter. And don't get me wrong, I love Shaq. Shaq's one of my favorite athletes of all time. I've worked with him personally. He's a well, sweetheart well, of a guy. Shaq's a buddy of mine, man. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to let you run him down. I'm not running him down. Nothing. Kobe Bryant is not the best. He wasn't Mr. Congeniality himself. Well, the, I mean, come on. The, re- you know, the reality of it is that egos, you got two big egos and you only got one ball. Yeah, Let's well, figure it out. They didn't make movies in Orlando and Shaq wanted out. Let's talk some baseball. The, the, in baseball right now, they're in the, in the National League. The only surprise coming out of the National League right now, and it's not really that big of a surprise because they brought in some big name, is the Mets are looking really good in the National League East. It's early. Right now, actually, the Washington Nationals are in second place in that uh, division, so things are going to definitely change when it comes to the NL East. The Cardinals, a mainstay in the Central they're they're atop of Mil, of Milwaukee and Chicago at this point, and they probably will stay that way. They've got Pujols. They're able to use him as a designated hitter, which is exciting for the people of St. Louis. They're happy to have him back. Guess what? NL West. Guess who's at the top there? It's the Dodgers. No surprise there. They've got every name in the book pitching for them, the best hitting team for that them. Money can buy. It's kind of like the Yankees, you know. It, yep. You know. If you're going to buy a team, buy a team and go ahead and win the World Series and give them the rings and get rid of them. Speaking of the Yankees, and, in the American League, they're on top in the East, are tied with the Blue Jays in first place. 
The White Sox, not a huge surprise, but it, it is a huge surprise is the Cleveland Guardians uh, are looking really good Uh-oh. out of the gate. The Cleveland Guardians. Who do they guard? <laughs> well, it's it's because of those two guys on the bridge that have been guarding Cleveland for a very long time. It's a name change I don't love, but I at least they figured out a way to name it something that means something to that town. We still have the Utah Jazz, which uh, I'm pretty sure that never once has a jazz musician played in Utah, but we have the Utah Jazz. <laughs> uh, out, out west in the American League, the, uh, the Anaheim Angels, which is exciting because that's a team that uh, has one of oh, the best wait, players got, in you, you, baseball. Well, he just got hurt. Mike Trout? Yeah, he got hit by a pitch. And 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 now they don't know, you know, if he's gonna be there. He, he's not. He he's always hurt. Yeah. He's a he's a, he's the greatest baseball player that's always hurt. Yeah, well they've also got Shoy Antani there, and uh he is not hurt, and he might be the best player in baseball. And it's exciting to see the Anaheim Angels. Coming out of the basement, and and uh, you know they got rid of their drug problem that they clearly had that nobody knew about until it was too late, and uh, they seem to be putting things together there. They've got the the mad scientist as a manager, so they could be potentially the team to come out of the West, which would be kind of fun. That'll never happen. All right. Well, while that's never happening, this is definitely <laughs> going to happen. Our jabroni of the week is your boy, Dan Snyder, owner of Washington, and I, I'm not even going to call the last name. And and Congress sent him a letter, and uh, to the FCC, stating that he broke the law. Well, what did he do? He's been breaking the law forever. So now you just sending them him a, a letter? I mean. It, why don't they just send each other letters? Because they all breaking the law up there. <laughs> I agree. Hey, we'll be right back after this. We'll talk about this after this segment. We're uh, mouthing off all over the world. Four out of five doctors recommend adding mouthing off to your sports diet. Oh. Yeah, we'll be right back. I got to find that fifth doctor. Mouthing off all over the world. Mouthing off all over the world. We're back with mouthing off all over the world with Fast City Mansfield, and we got the jabroni of the week in the last segment, and I want to keep talking about that. It wasn't on uh, the ledger here, but I feel like we do need to talk about the fact that Dan Snyder did have a letter sent from Congress to the FTC accusing him of crimes that, uh, if true, could really, really hamper his ability to get a new stadium because I don't think they're going to ever be able to take that team away from Dan Snyder. I think he's going to continue to own it, and I don't think he's going to allow anybody to come in and take it from him. I don't think the NFL is going to pull off taking it from him, but he wants to build a new stadium. He wants to build it in D.C., and now that's not looking like it's going to happen. He wanted to build it in Alexandria, Virginia. It's not going to happen there either, so he's back to Maryland. He's going to have to find a new spot to build a stadium in Maryland, which is a real bummer for the fans of that team because I really do think that where uh, the stadium is now downtown, RFK, would be such a good place to put the Washington football team, uh, commanders, whatever we're calling them this week. But Dan Snyder, is that story went away so fast, and it makes me wonder if – 
the other NFL owners said, whoa, 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 whoa. We're all doing that. Can we please stop talking about this right now? I mean, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but man, did a story that seemed to be so hard hitting disappear overnight so quickly because the FTC isn't going to go after Dan Snyder for these. I mean, they, they amount to pretty much nothing, what he's been accused of. Uh, it, the reality of it is is that he's being accused of taking advantage of the fans and is being accused of, you know, skimming a little off the top. They all probably have some form of scheme or another that, that they're cooking their books. Dan Snyder's not going to lose his football team over that. But I read an article that said that there's a pretty good chance that uh, the, the stadium building – could be hampered by all of this bad press and you know they've they the uh the head coach there came out and said you know the bad press here needs to go we need to stop talking about all of this stuff i mean they're literally under attack all the time from everywhere from the news media from the sports media from everywhere entertainment media that football team has been under attack for years now, and yes, it's because of the owner. But guess what? He owns the team. He's not the he's not someone that they can fire. He can't be fired. He owns the right. team. So all all of that stuff is affecting the entire organization top down. He's not going anywhere. He's proven that. They've tried multiple avenues to make the guy go away. It's never gonna happen. Let's leave those guys alone to play football for a minute. Well, they don't they don't play football. I mean, they have a football team that, on paper, could be very competitive next year. They've got could one of the be. best. They've got they've got one of the best defensive ends in football who will be coming back from an injury next year. They signed a quarterback who has always been on the cusp of greatness, but has never pulled it off. I mean, he the best thing to happen to Philadelphia, it turns out, was for him to go down and Nick Foles to come in and win a Super Bowl for them. He goes to Indianapolis. He has the best running back in football, arguably, that's not named Derrick Henry. And he falls apart in the playoffs and loses. So his resume shows that he's not the guy that's going to take you over the top. But he also shows that where he is, you're going to make the playoffs and you're going to be a team that isn't in the basement. So I think they're out of the basement as long as the uh, the media can give them a can let them come up for air for a minute and actually focus on football and not everything that's going on in the front office. Which, by the way, has not led to Dan Snyder being in any kind of trouble has not led to anybody else in that organization being in any trouble. The only thing it led to was John Gruden being fired. Yeah. And that, that was the wrong thing to do. And it's, you know, Dan Snyder has always passed the buck. And, you know, when I was in, in DC doing, doing my thing up in DC for a few months, um, I went and met with, with the skins people They they were the Redskins back then. And if you people have uh, trouble with the Redskins, they were the Redskins for almost 100 years. How about that, pal? And so I went and met with them. They were the the biggest a-holes that I've ever met with in my life. And and I've been in this business over 25 years. And biggest a-holes, period. And whatever they get, they need to get. And because they don't deserve to win. You know they got the they got a great fan base, but they don't give them what they need. They're just you know they're just lousy lousy people. They they suck as human beings. They really do. 
They just, they just, they just suck. I, I, the reality of it is, though, why? I mean, a lot of people suck as human beings, but we don't put them under 100% constant scrutiny, and we don't go digging around to try to find things that they've done. This is crazy. The well, amount of that's that's Washington D.C., pal. That's that's K Street. K Street's coming all the way down to FedEx Field. I mean, I mean, it, it, they what they need to do is start pointing the fingers back at them and start sending them them. Uh, those congressman letters about all the stuff they do behind the doors, they, they should start firing them, them letters to them, and then all of a sudden they'll shut the hell up. Well, the reality of it is is that Dan Snyder probably could put together a decent legal team to send over to start doing some work over on K Street, and it would be interesting to see who would win that battle because I'll tell you this much right now. Dan Snyder seems to be Teflon. I mean, the last guy they gave that that name to was John Gotti, and eventually the government yeah. did get him. Yeah, but they did get him. Dan Snyder seems to be Teflon. He's been accused of a lot of things. They've, they've thrown everything that, that they could at the wall, and so far nothing has stuck. John Gruden is the lone... He was the fall guy for all of this yeah, stuff going on in guy, and He's the one that was really building them up. And, I mean, they should have left him alone. But, you know, they needed a fall guy. But I'm just telling you, he needs to get his, his guys on K Street and start sending those congressmen letters. Because every one of them's got season tickets for free. And so just take the damn tickets away and say, guess what? You're not coming to a game unless you pay for it. How about that, big shot? And 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 that's the way you do things. You know, I'll never forget. <laughs> me, me and a friend of mine, we were up in a bar. Well, that was that's unusual for me to be in a bar. But anyway, we were in a bar, and, and this senator was over there. And the bartender comes over to me, and he goes, hey, Ed. I go, yeah. He says, you see that, that, that card he's got, that gold card? He said, well, that's taxpayers' money that, that he's using, you know, with that card. And so I looked at him. I said, hey, while you're spending my money down there, won't you buy us two or three rounds here? And I made him buy us two or three rounds. And he didn't care. He wasn't spending his money. But at least at least I got three rounds on him, you know. And, and, and it's my money anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah. And... That that's the way it is in D.C. They're all crooks. That, that's how come you can't get anything done up there. The only guy, well, I'm not even gonna get into politics, but bottom line is they they all suck. Yeah, and they're all crooks. They well, the reality of it is is that until they leave the Washington Commanders alone to play football, there's gonna be drama in D.C. and uh, it is affecting the coaching staff, the players, the fans, everybody. It's uh, it's it's an interesting thing, and now we're going to move on to what we really meant to talk about in this sex segment, which is Baker Mayfield, and Absolutely. where where is Baker Mayfield going to end up, Eddie? Here's where I believe. Everybody says, "Oh, it's going to be the Panthers, Panthers, or the Seahawks, or or whatever." Here's what I think is going to happen. He's a Texas boy. I think he's going to go to the Houston Texans. Wouldn't that be an oxymoron? He'll go in there and turn them, them Texans around and get them winning, and that would be something else. I would love to see that, man, because he, he, he's exciting. He's a very exciting ball player. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that Baker Mayfield has become a target because I really thought that he was the guy that Cleveland needed to get over the hump, and they clearly have decided to move on from him. And he, there's, there's the argument that Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't happy there. They ran him off, and he goes to L.A. They win a Super Bowl. But Baker Mayfield, I feel like, is the best quarterback in Cleveland right now. That's left to be seen. He's going to go somewhere. You have on this list that uh, that the Saints could use him, which I think would be a really good situation for him to go to the Saints. They've done it before. They've taken someone else's cast away, and they've turned it into a, a long standing dynasty in the NFL with Drew Brees and getting him yeah, from San Diego. As you look at, at Drew Brees and him have the same kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, style yeah. uh, of quarterback. And, you know, he, he would be good in New Orleans. Believe me, New Orleans or, or Houston, that would be uh, just a killer. The other. And, and, and what I, what I don't understand is Jeff, how in, how in the world, is the Browns all of a sudden think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, and and their their front guy is a sexual predator? Allegedly, well, allegedly or whatever, he's got twenty two. Twenty two. You understand? Twenty two, not yeah. one, not two. Twenty two. I live in the United States of America, Eddie, and in the United States of America, so you're, inter- you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. He has not been proven guilty of any of that stuff. It is a stain. It's a mark on his, uh, on him. Yeah, but 22? Well, I got to be honest with you, Eddie. Until he's convicted, he is innocent. But the NFL has has come out and said that they haven't decided what they're going to do about it, and the the Cleveland Browns will not have any say if the NFL says, hey, we're not going to let him play. Trevor Bauer's dealing with that with the MLB right now. They're not allowing him to pitch in Los Angeles because of uh, accusations that were leveled against him, and it doesn't matter whether or not he's found guilty of it. It doesn't matter if he's actually innocent of it. The league has decided that this guy's not going to play in our league, and there's nothing that can be done about it. Well, I'm just saying that, that to me, uh, I just have a problem with that. 22? One or two, I can understand. Twenty-two, that's a real problem. Well, obviously, and you've never you've never done any uh, research on the Salem witch trials because twenty-two people can be convinced to tell people that that women are witches. So there's no telling. I mean, really, the fact of the matter is, I believe that the guy is not a great guy. I believe it, but I don't know it, and nobody knows whether he did these things or not. Yes. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm no woke guy. You know that? I'm no woke guy, and and I'm an ex-professional athlete. But 22 is a little bit much. Yeah, these day all. these day and ages though, you're able to put put together a bunch of people. Just takes one, uh, you know, car accident lawyer to go out and start trying to put together a list of people. Yeah, and I won't then, be uh, talking about my boy John Morgan. Stop that. <laughs> well, I wasn't Stop pointing that. him out, pointing him <laughs> out exactly, but uh, he's not really a slip and fall guy anyway. But listen, no, he's 
He's a million dollar guy. The 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 reality of it is is it, it remains to be seen whether or not Deshaun Watson plays in the NFL. The NFL has come out and said there's potential that they won't allow him to play. Which if they don't, then he ain't playing. And the other name that's out there for Baker Mayfield is the Panthers. That would be a disaster. That's not a team that's going to be any good anytime soon. And Baker Mayfield oh is not going great. to change that. No it's not going to change that. So hopefully he goes to one of the other two teams mentioned here. The Houston Texans would be fun. New Orleans would obviously be fun, but they may have to keep him in Cleveland because if the NFL says that Deshaun Watson can't play, Baker Mayfield's still the guy in Cleveland. They still have oh, no, a contract. Leaving. Well, we'll have no. to see about that. No, Mark, Mark, mark my words. He ain't gone yet. And until he's gone, he ain't gone. All right, Eddie, we'll be right back after this on Mouthing Off All Over the World. Well, Eddie, it's, it sucks to say goodbye, but it's time to say goodbye uh, here on Mouthing Off All Over the World. But you know something? We got the Mouthing Off Nation out there each and every week. They're, they're just hanging on threads, baby. They know that we're there and we're good. Well, it's, it's going to be exciting to find out where Baker Mayfield ends up and the baseball season is in its infancy and it's starting to heat up and it's going to be fun to watch there too. You know, a lot of names changed uh, teams, big names changed teams and the, oh, yeah. the landscape is different and it's going to be fun to see what happens this year in baseball. We're back to a full season and we're back to fans in the stands. Some places. When's Tiger going to come back and play again? What do you think, Eddie? Boy, I hope next week. <laughs> so, I, I think he's going to come. He's going to come back more more often than you think he is, because I think he 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 wants to get one more run, and and that's the way he can get it, because he knows his body is is, you know, he got very lucky on on with the with the wreck, and I just think that uh, you know God blessed him and 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 now he's going to get he's got one more run. And he's going to get that one more run, and he's going to beat Jack Nicholas. Believe me, at the end he's going to win another one. We'll have to see. I mean, time will tell on that one. Horrific injuries in that uh, car accident, a lot to come back from. But it is good to see him coming back. And you know what? What's great about golf too is it's a game that can be played at a high level without necessarily having to have 100% of your strength and athletic ability. You can back off a little bit, and it actually kind of can help you in golf. So we'll see what happens with Tiger. It's going to be fun. Until his kid comes up, he's our only hope. <laughs> hey, oh, Charlie's going to be just like him. And it, one thing about him, he looks just like him, he moves like him, and he hits like him. And so, well, you know, Earl passed it down to Tiger. Now Tiger's passing it down to Charlie. And so guess what? The golf world has got another superstar to look at. It's been fun. Got to run. Good night. Good day. Mountain Off Nation. Be good. Till next week. It's Fast Eddie Mansfield and Jeff saying so long, everybody. 